Hi, everyone, and welcome to podcast number 11 of the Wise Woman podcast. We have Zoe from School of Shine. In this episode, we talk about how the heart can beat faster than the mind. We talk about the energy of Israel and communication via emojis. We talk about dating, love, romance, loneliness, and you are not going to say the wrong thing to the right person. This is a fabulous one. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wise Woman Podcast number 11, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guest. We have Zoe Flemenbaum from School of Shine, a hippie entrepreneur, writer, and lady supporter. Hi, Zoe. Hello, Erin. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Zoe is just telling me offline all the amazing things that are happening in the world. So tell us about School of Shine, what it's transforming to. So School of Shine is um, in, in a big transformation mode, but it basically started about five years ago when I moved to Tel Aviv from New Jersey. And I was really craving deeper conversations and more meaningful connections and experiences and um, and deep conversation as well. So it really stemmed from those three things. Um, and today we're, we've been through a lot in the past five years and um, we're creating like a whole new world. We're thinking bigger than Tel Aviv and Israel um, and going global, which is exciting. And um, we're, we're focusing on uh, bold self-expression and people who are daring just to be themselves and use their voices. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of new, new things that are rolling out soon enough. What are some of those <laughs> new things? Um, lots of different kinds of opportunities and experiences uh, to learn and to grow and to shine for um, any kind of like curious soul. So a lot of life, you know, we live we live in our comfort zones and we're taught to kind of um, build on, and the hope is that we have these safe spaces around us to like live in. Um, but I've been recently very much playing with that line um, and, you know, dipping my toe mm or my leg or anything outside of my comfort zone and realizing that like really um, when, when, when we begin to kind of feel the fear and friend our fear is when, is when we feel the most alive and when life is lived. And um, you know, when our, when our heart feels um, more than our mind or when our heart, no, wait, what was the thing that I said? When our heart beats faster than our mind, that's when we're really living. Um, so that's kind of just like where where we're going. We're looking for the people who are daring to rise up and, and step into life. 
That sounds absolutely incredible and everything that we need right now. Wow. Yes. And what is some of the programming that's going to be facilitated to help really allow people to step into this truth? A lot of it has to do, a lot of it is based on like the simple science of happiness and how we can really retrain our brains to um, think happier and shift our thought patterns. Um, and a lot of it is using different types of creative tools, um, imagine, imaginative thinking, using writing, movement, art, expression, um, and really learning how to kind of dive into yourself, find your own voice, and then figure out your, your best ways and your deepest strengths on how you want to share that with the world. Um, so there's lots of different, um, you know, there's lots of different kinds of uh, exciting ways um, to, to, to do that. And there's no like one wrong way or right way for each person. It just depends on what's right for you. So we're basically coming up with a menu of different kinds of opportunities to play, to be, to be continued soon enough. And this is mostly in Tel Aviv. This will be, I mean, like I live in Tel Aviv, so we have our headquarters here and all of our events have been here, but we're actually also working on building shine circles around the world. And we've been meeting, we have a, a sister who's been leading a shine circle in New York City for the past year. We have a couple women in Barcelona and California, one um, in India. Uh, so we're trying to also really um, empower women in, within their own communities to, to, to share the shine. And um, we do that by really creating like structured, structured space and a sacred safe space. And then um, empowering these women who also want to bring together other women um, mm -hmm. to, to, to create that space in their own communities. And um, another big shift will actually be, we've been focusing very much on, on women in the past five years, but we will, and we will still continue to have our women held spaces because we, like, we women need our circles and, uh, and, and our power. Um, but we will also be focusing on um, a more, creating a more co-ed space and more co-ed conversations because it is, it is time to bring our men in to, um, you know, this, this side of the world. And they need it just as much as we do. Absolutely. I feel like that's a lot of, I mean, I just spoke at South by Southwest and there was a huge focus on this conversation piece. And especially what you said in the beginning, like becoming friends with your fear. I mean, it sounds a lot like cognitive behavioral therapy and all these different practices we're really using right now to change maybe an unhealthy thought pattern to something more uplifting. Um, mm -hmm. There's in positive psychology, there's something called ABC theory, activator belief and consequence. And that's exactly what I was thinking about when you were speaking. Incredible. So this is becoming an international project. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're going, we're going gold. We're going global. Wow. And are you thinking that there will be a retreat component or more of just school uh, yeah, shine everywhere? my dream is to host like a shine retreat. Um, cause I do think that at the end of the day, 
um, like really bringing people together and, and actually, you know, hosting these spaces and creating these spaces is, is the most powerful way to really create transformation. Um, but it should also be like, it doesn't have to be that you need to go to this big weekend and, and create shift. Um, it's really like within the small things that we do every day that can create shifts for us. And it's not something that ever really happens overnight. It just really requires the desire to do something differently. Um, and if you can start doing something differently, even a small thing every day, then, you know, that, that leads to greater change. So the, the dream is to have um, retreats and to also um, uh, introduce the, the healing properties that exist in Israel to, you know, the new, the new world. And I know that Israel is kind of like a, um, a trigger word for many, but really, uh, there is so much magic and healing that is happening here. And, and this is also in, in a way, the place that it's needed the most because we're surrounded by such conflict. Um, and because, you know, to the outside world that Israel appears to be such a dangerous place, but like this is the place where I feel the safest in the world. So um, I would I would love to introduce kind of a new level of Israel to the people who care about health and wellness and, and healing um, because there is a lot of, of, of magic, of holy magic, let's put it, that exists in the Holy Land. Um, so one day, yes, retreat coming soon. <laughs> and obviously I immensely... I immensely agree. And I think that there's so, I mean, Israel's just like this pocket of holiness. Absolutely. And like a great place to connect and feel safe and to be heard and understood. Um, what is your story with Israel? When did you move there? I moved to Israel about eight years ago. Um, and I was actually born here but I moved to New Jersey when I was four years old. So I remember nothing at all. Um, but I did a massage program, an internship program, and I ended up just really falling in love with this place and feeling like this was kind of like my land of opportunity and, and my opportunity for growth and to kind of create what I wanted to create. Um, and so I've been, I've been living in Tel Aviv for the past eight years and it's my favorite city in the world. And I think that, um, I've, it, it's forced me to grow into myself and to face all of these different kinds of challenges and um, to find my voice and use my voice because I know if I don't use my voice, no one else is going to use it for me. Um, and also it forced me to really like face all of the feelings that life has to offer, um, you know, whether for the good and for the bad. Um, and I think that I think that Israel is is like the soul of the world. Like you, there's just these these feelings here that exist in the energy that is created by the people, by the space, by um, just where we are in the world. And um, I, I can't really explain it. I just invite you all to come. And if you ever need a place to stay, let me know. I'm in Tel Aviv. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, absolutely. Israel is this Mecca and like definitely I will put all of Zoe's information in the footnotes so you can definitely connect with her. 
I also agree. I feel like the energy there is different and we have to brilliant marketing, like come here if you're <laughs> health and wellness, like this is a great place to practice your health and wellness. There's more vegans per square foot than anywhere else in the world in Tel Aviv. I know I always feel super grounded when I'm there. What are some of your rituals in Tel Aviv that help you really connect to this energy? Um, also, I do feel like I've been in Tel Aviv for eight years and it's a high energy. Um, so it, it does require um, a lot of like me getting to know myself and what it is I need because I used to be like very caught up in its energy and it's very simple to get caught up in its energy because everything is at your fingertips and everything is happening and there's food and there's life and there's music and there's art and there's culture and there's people and there's parties like just everything is possible here um so it did take me a while to kind of like realize that I needed to fall back a bit and and come from like my own place of need instead of getting caught up with everything um and I feel very lucky, like the sea is like my main number one, like boss babe, because <laughs> uh, whenever I kind of just need to like breathe and slow down and take a break, um, I go to visit the sea and whether it's, I'm rarely make it for sunrise, but at least a sunset um, or just like a deep breath is really like why I think Tel Aviv is one of the best cities in the world. Um, also, you know, I, I often just, there's always a new street to walk down. So um, I, I walk this city like up and down. There's lots of amazing public transportation, but um, I always, I, I'm one of those people that kind of is always, well, I might be looking for like a good Instagram shot, but I'm also looking for just beauty everywhere. And there's always something new to see, whether it's a new piece of street art or this like amazing red growing flower bush that's crawling up a building. Um, so this the city itself really inspires me to slow down and to pay attention and to learn and to grow and to connect with random people who I meet and, and to create art and um, and to write about it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I might have like a, a small love affair with the city actually. That's um, really romantic. <laughs> The, the only romance I have in my life right now. It's the best kind. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Whenever I'm in Tel Aviv, even when I used to live there, every sunset I would try to have my own little bathing ritual, run into the mm -hmm. ocean or run into the sea, spend some time in the water, like be really grounded in that water, let little fish like come up and like eat the dry <laughs> skin off my feet. It's <laughs> very true during these trips to Israel. And I walk the whole entire city as well. I was living in Ramon yeah. Gan. I mean, that's like three and a half miles outside of Tel Aviv. And I would walk during sunset like every like every day to get back into Tel Aviv for like a two month mm -hmm. period. And it's so healing. It's like the best city to just understand through the soles of your feet. And mm -hmm. I agree. Love affair with Israel, but also like Israelis. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's like a, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole nother story, but yes. Tell us more. <clears throat> um, Israelis are a very 
special group of humans and just the way that they operate like it's really just a completely new culture and the way they communicate is direct and upfront and sometimes aggressive but like all all that said with like love like they have like the deepest purest goodest intention um they just might not know how to communicate that so well um so i've had my fair share of miscommunications with israelis and i actually just wrote like a whole article about how like texting is destroying our like authentic communication and and like even like emojis as a language like me being from jersey and sending a fist bump but it's actually like they're like oh why did you just punch me in the face so it's like they're all these just small things that you never need to pay attention to unless you're living out across the world in another country with people who speak your your language um absolutely i remember my first my very very first israeli boyfriend or like lover I mean I was mm-hmm. 17 years old on a high school trip but I remember he kept calling me princess and I thought it was like the weirdest thing ever I'm like why are you calling me princess but exactly what you're saying it was and like even he must have been like google translating or whatever we used back then because um, this is 11 years ago already which is so crazy to think about I absolutely agree and especially with emojis you're you, you're losing so much like, what does the heart emoji mean? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Just what does it mean? How's dating right now? Uh, dating, dating right now, I have to say, is like one of, I'm at my, I'm at a high point in my dating life right now. Um, and if you had asked me like this time last year, it would have been exactly the opposite because I was like exhausted of dating and like like dealing with a lot of unstable ex situations and um, so I was in an opposite place. But I'm um, I've been on my own journey to love, um, and I actually just uh, recently f- facilitated a workshop with a friend at, called Fuck Dating, and it's just like. And, and the whole point is to make dating fun again, because dating is like, it's very exhausting. Um, you know, it can feel very like boring and like you're, you're, you're looking for so much and you're expecting so much and there's so many different kinds of expectations and there's so much pain and hurt from the past. Um, so I really kind of try to, to infuse more play into my dating life um, and lighten up and loosen up and like my theories are also like a lot of women especially I can only speak for myself but I know also from a lot of my friends like a lot of women we go on dates to find husbands but really like just we should be going to connect with a human when when we're on a first date we're already thinking like could he father my children is he going to be nice to my mom like does he do his own laundry just all this stuff is running through our minds when really like if we drop down into the present moment and we're like do i like this person does this beer taste good am i enjoying this conversation what else makes me curious to know about this human um it just changes like the whole situation and it makes it fun and light as opposed to like something that is like heavy and you know all this stuff that we've kind of been conditioned to think and the workshop actually like 
we, we spent time diving into all of these rules also with dating, with love and with sex that we've kind of heard throughout our lives growing up or from family or from, you know, like romantic comedies or all this stuff. And the, the whole point is that those rules um, might not be relevant for you anymore. And it's up to us to choose which rules are relevant, what our boundaries are, what our limits are, what we're looking for. Um, and, and they can also shift at any given time. So what your rule might have been a year ago doesn't need to be your rule today. Um, so it's really just like, we're like kind of like flipping dating on its head and trying to make it fun again with just the simple aim of um, creating like deeper connections, more presence and more um, like kind communication, I think, between potential partners. Um, yeah, it doesn't need to be so rough. It doesn't need to be so hard. I could spiel about this for ages, so I'll stop now, though. <laughs> but it is. It's as if, like, all of a sudden dating became really stressful and really hard. And I, I think that's what I see most of my one-on-one -on -one clients about is uh, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I'm dating. I'm on every single app. I'm going on a date every other day. And I'm drinking every other day. I didn't mean to drink every other day, but I'm dating and, you know, all of these conversations. And one thing that I've seen has worked in the past, um, definitely before you hop on Tinder, JSwipe, Bumble, like whatever platform that you're using, really ground yourself and pray and ask the universe to bring to you the right the right partner for you to go out with. Maybe it's somebody who's going to be really fun. Maybe it is the person who's going to father your children. And mm -hmm. like even my male clients, like this comes up often as well. There's a certain level. You, you really said it. We're not, we're not connected anymore. Like, am I enjoying connecting to this person or am I already thinking about introducing him to my mother? <laughs> um, I actually, I really, also connect with what you said, because last, like, I, I've been battling a lot with loneliness. Um, I'm like, I love being a free bird. But at the same time, I'm finally at a place in my life where I can say, like, I want to live my life. I want to share my life with a partner. Um, and I also, you know, like, really try to think about loneliness and, and how to shift it into love. Because also, when we think about dating, and when we think about love, we automatically um, turn to like a partner. We need to get this love from a partner, but really, um, you know, love surrounds us. It's only when we choose to feel it. And a lot of the time we can, we, we feel lonely, um, but we have support there. We have tools, we have ways to feel less lonely. And it's only when we, you know, have the capacity to ask for that help or, like ask for what it is we need and then provide it to ourselves um, that we can kind of flip it around and, and find the love in the loneliness. Um, does, if that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I would say, uh, including what we were talking to before, like in our English language and even in Hebrew and even romantic languages, we use this term loneliness to describe so much. And people are so afraid of being lonely, so they work nonstop. Like they're doing a million things over and over and over again. And it's okay to be lonely. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, shit, like I'm really lonely. There's certain things that you like to do when you're alone. 
Um, I just asked this to a client. My client's like, I love going to yoga alone. I like to do grocery shopping alone because honestly, I like to see what's going on and what's new there. I like to walk through the park alone. Those are the things that we have to start focusing on. Mm-hmm. What are the practices and the rituals that help you feel really grounded in yourself that support your connection to yourself? And where are you looking for community? And if it's somebody mm-hmm. just to eat dinner with, hey, call up a friend, have dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And it's also like um, it's knowing it's knowing yourself, too, because um, a lot of like I, I mentioned earlier, like it's easy to get caught up in any city, right? You get to get caught up in the waves of the city and to keep moving and going. Um, so it's like also knowing how to find your own balance between when you need to spend time alone and when it's like a conscious choice to do so. And when you are, you know, seeking um, company, seeking community, seeking um, like when you're more out there. Um, so and also I think uh, it's all again, it comes back to this like thought process we get we get triggered into different kinds of thought processes and they don't need to like persist if we choose to think about them differently and we choose to, to change our story. Um, so I really, I, I believe in, in the power of our thoughts and uh, that we can, if we choose to shift our perspective, change our loneliness into, you know, more self-love, self-care, um, whatever it is we need at that time. Um, yeah. What are some of your practices right now to decide if you're going to go out with somebody like romantically? Um, it's a good question. I think it just, it, for me, it's all about like, I am trusting the flow. And if something feels, if something excites me, if something gives me like a boost of energy, um, if something, you know, makes me feel good and, and inside, then I'm like, yeah, let's do this, you know? Um, and if something feels like, oh, like I'm obligated to do it, or if I'm feeling like stuck, like I don't want to text this guy back, um, I'd rather spend time by myself than with him, um, then that's kind of, I'm listening to myself more. I also in the past used to really like ask and and speak with my friends about, you know, all of these situations and all these different kinds of guys or how to text, like, what should I text them? And I think it's actually like when we stop asking outside of ourselves and start just like kind of sitting with ourselves and being like, okay, does this feel good to me? Does this feel right to me? Yes, no. And then make our decisions from like that place from our, our gut instead of from like all of this incoming information, um, then that kind of also like just shifted the way that I, I met people and the people that I met. And also I have to say that like my my one, my best friend gave me the best advice and it, it sits with me every time I say something to anyone, but you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. So like if it's the right person for you, like they're gonna accept you as you are. And that also has allowed me to have more fun with like how I connect with people, you know, like I don't need to like, you know, I don't need to be the same person that I was with this guy as I was with this guy and they bring out different parts of me. And so it's like also just playing with that and exploring that and like 
um, and, and not shying away from that, but just kind of like stepping into that power and, um, and, and, you know, having fun with it, not making it so like heavy and like rules, so many rules, get rid of the rules, fuck the rules. I love that. That's <laughs> such a good best friend. That's so sweet. That's such a nice sentiment. And also that your yeah. romantic partner has to be everything for you. Like, no, mm -hmm. that's a little bit ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. It's a lot of, that's very heavy. Mm -hmm. Maintain your and friendships. It's old school, you know, like back in the day, like, like even you see old, older than the older generation, like they're very like codependent because they had each other, like they had to survive together. But now like as free, free agents, as like a generation of self-starters and entrepreneurs and creatives and, and this kind of new open free perspective, it's like, you just want to live your life but parallel with someone who is also living their life. Um, so it's, it's a new, it's a new game. It's a completely new game. Um, and it, it does require a lot of like openness and vulnerability and knowing how to communicate in the same language. I think that's uh, just knowing how to communicate in general I think, <laughs> is a good start. Do you specifically try to date people who speak both Hebrew and English? Um, I do make sure that, uh, I feel like someone can understand me in my, in English language, because like, that's how I best communicate. Um, but I also think it's like fun to like date Israelis that just speak Hebrew because it gives me an opportunity to just speak Hebrew. And like get corrected and it's an i think it's like a huge advantage of dating israeli men is like learning the language better um but i do at the end of the day like i do desire a partner who can understand me when i'm speaking and also like i'm i'm i think that i'm funny in english and like i know that i'm not funny in hebrew so, like if you don't get my humor you just you don't get me um so that's also like someone i need to feel like understood and like accepted so i don't care if they don't necessarily speak the best english but they need to understand me when i do absolutely that's the whole part of communication i know when i was when i was dating it was very important for me to find somebody who could speak both english and hebrew because mm -hmm. I felt like we're so, when you only speak one language, you're so limited. And my mm -hmm. partner, John, my boyfriend, he he speaks, I, I would say, pretty fluent Hebrew. His mom is completely fluent. Um, but we also can chat in Spanish. So it's like really nice. I mean, he's American, so we speak in English. And then to have like some of these phrases where we can just say like, we understand like this is a balagan like this is fucking crazy mm -hmm. like and you mm -hmm. it doesn't to put it in english it just undermines it or my favorite one like nishama sheli like light of my life like my great light or like yeah it doesn't translate in english and i actually i use that example whenever i'm speaking about emotional intelligence in a corporate space because mm -hmm. you have like you're it's 2019 it's really important to know how to speak to somebody else in their native tongue. Mm -hmm. Not even in their native, not even in their native tongue, but just like to, 
to to communicate in the same language because even I don't think like I'm a writer, right? But even like words are not the the tippy top of the of of how we can communicate with one another. So I just I think that it's like it's important to find the common language and to find the common ground. Um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be Hebrew to Hebrew, even though, it, you know, it, it says a lot about someone and it says a lot about someone's culture. Like if you can, it, it's an automatic like connection point. Um, but I, I think that like there are there are so many levels of of communication. Um, I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> and it's definitely not emojis. And it's definitely not emojis. No, no, no. Zoe, thank you so much. If you had all the ears of the women in the world, what would you want to say to them? All the ears of the women in the world. Um, Dear women of the world, you are the power, you are the light, and your voice matters. So find it and use it and speak your truth and share your light, please. Because we all are just waiting to hear you and listen to you and support you and be inspired by your wisdom. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Zoe, that was beautiful. Thanks for being here. Thank you, darling Erin. Thank you for having me and for being such a wise woman appreciate you and everything you are doing for this world too you're amazing (laughs) thank you and forevermore as always with podcasts please leave your comments below let us know what you think about this conversation i'm going to add all of zoe's information in the footnotes so definitely connect with her if you're passing through tel aviv definitely say what's up As always with podcasts, we need high rating subscribers and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us, share it with your girlfriends. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting next week. Thank you so much.